Multi-Men Producer Webinar Series, Cash Flowing Through COVID-19 and Beyond, Part 3 of 5. So I appreciate everyone showing up uh, this evening. We are, uh, this is the uh, the third uh, meeting uh, sponsored by uh, Multi-Men Cash Flowing during COVID-19. Uh, this evening we're going to talk about preconditioning cattle. It's a uh, uh, there's a, a million different ways to do this. Um, there's some people prefer you know two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, a dollar. Um, it, it all depends. So uh, in order to kind of help and direct us along the way, we have two two people uh, who are absolute specialists in how to advise us uh, uh, and, and how to get through this and preconditioning cattle. And it's all about adding value to your cattle. Uh, one of which is that is with us is Mr. Jackie Moore, and another one is Mr. Jim Akers. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce Mr. Moore. Uh, Jackie is a co-owner of Joplin Regional Stockyards in Joplin, Missouri. He's been running the stockyards for over 30 years with a state-of-the-art facility in Joplin. Jackie and his sons, Bailey and Skylar Moore, offer many options for their sellers and buyers. For the regular sales on Monday. They also have primetime livestock video sale, which started in 2006, a co-mingling option during the sale, as well as value-added preconditioned sales. These preconditioned sales offer three different options, the JRS Vaccine Source, the JRS Wing Vaccine 45 Source, and the Joplin Regional Stockyards Wing Vaccine 45-Day Non-Source. For the last 20 years, Joplin Regional Stockyards has sold 400,000-plus head of cattle per year. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Moore professes, my number one goal is to be in the forefront and to make my producers profitable. I like to think that because of some of the things we've done, the livestock industry in this country has gotten better. All right, and that is, uh, that is Mr. Jackie Moore. He's going to be uh, uh, talking a little bit later here. Uh, right now, Dr. Jerry is going to introduce Mr. Jim Akers. Yes, hi. Um, thanks, Dr. Dusty. And Dr. Dusty, you practice in southwestern Pennsylvania. I mean, you still practice. I guess we both still practice. One of my clients jokes that I practice because I still haven't perfected anything yet, and I think that's probably about right. And I practice in southern Indiana, and I'd like to introduce Jim Akers, our other speaker tonight, and um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Jim on several occasions and getting to talk to him. Um, he's held the position of Chief Operating Officer in the Bluegrass Stockyard Network since 2007 in Kentucky. And as we know, Kentucky is the number cattle beef cattle state in the United States. Um, Jim has fostered growth from a to grow to a seven facility network across Kentucky, as well as internet sales platform that markets cattle sourced recently to buyers nationally. He's helped promote the Kentucky's preconditioning programs, the CPH-45, and guided cattlemen into new strategies of production that take higher premiums. Welcome, welcome, Jim. Thank you so much. Thanks, both of you, for agreeing to talk with us tonight. I think people are going to be able to get a lot of really good information about preconditioning cattle. I think that this is an area that in some parts of the U.S., it's very well utilized and very well known. In other parts, some people don't quite understand it or don't understand the profitability that can be made on their end. Um, Jim, you want to kind of get a little bit about, you know, what you think about preconditioning and just a little bit, whatever you want to talk about now, just to give us some information. Sure, sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the meeting tonight. Uh, you, you know, we sell four to 500,000 head of cattle a year in our seven barns uh, and our internet system and you know we, we view value added as a as a layered kind of situation where you know the the basic layer is 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 you know vaccinations weaning uh and the right kind of vaccination program and then you you move on to all the other potential layers of value nhcc ne3 uh gap certification all those programs that are out there today uh, and genetic verification being the newest of those um, for us, you know, we've worked for uh, decades now, I guess, you know, uh, with our producers and, and our bread and butter, our, our main customer in our part of the world is the small cow-calf producer that's 20, 30, 40 cows, um, you know, selling a goose egg load of calves at a time. 
which creates a little bit of a challenge. Uh, the CPH 45 program is a statewide program here in Kentucky where, uh, you know, those calves have got to be weaned a minimum of 45 days. Uh, two rounds of viral vaccines. One of them has to be modified live along with Pasteurella. Um, you know, uh, implant or not implant, that's the, that's the choice of the producer. And then and we bring those calves in on a specific day. Uh, grade and co-mingle them and then, then sell them that same in that evening uh, in graded co-mingled lots. And that's been a very successful program. It ebbs and flows with the market. When the market's good, it's hard to get people involved in that program. When, when things get challenging like they have been here of late, you know, people tend to be willing to do a little more to, to get that extra uh, dime or 15 cents. And uh, so that's been really important. I, you know, for us, to me, it's, it's more about the, how the everyday market has evolved and changed. The days of selling cattle in anonymity are over. Um, anybody that thinks the people that buy their cattle don't remember how they did for their customers and, uh, good or bad, you know, those days are behind us. The technology age, the ability to move information around has changed all of that. And, and so, you know, we, we've devoted a lot more of our energy toward helping customers, uh, tell their story in the regular sale. And, and we, we try, uh, very hard at all our locations that, that if there is a story to be told, we want to tell it. And, uh, there, there is a dramatic difference, uh, when there's a story to be told, um, whether it, you know, we have a light system in our barns up above the auctioneer where, you know, it's weaned, shots, and open. Um, and we, we tell our customers it's $5 a light. Uh, if the calves are legitimately weaned, we consider a calf to be legitimately weaned at at least 45 days. We prefer 60. Uh, shots, two rounds of viral vaccines, and then guaranteeing the heifers open, $5 a light. And, uh, it, you know, it, it proves itself day in and day out in our system, and, that, that's just where we're really spending a lot of our time helping folks understand that, you know, the days of coming to the sale barn 25, 30 years ago where you just said whatever you needed, needed to say to try to get the most money uh, doesn't work anymore. It's got to be legitimate. You've got to be able to verify it. And uh, we've actually just initiated a program in our barns uh, over the winter where uh, we actually have a verification certificate that our field reps use to document uh, the vaccine protocols, the implant program, the deworming program, the nutrition, mineral, um, all of those programs. And it goes on a card that uh, is supplied to our buyers on a daily basis on the different calf crops that are coming in. And we've seen a tremendous amount of value in that. Uh, and, and, you know, continue to try to educate people that, being able to put that together and tell that story is, is vital to being able to get their cattle on the top of the market. Excellent, Jim. Excellent. Excellent. And we'll ask some questions because you're discussing kind of prompts or some prompted some questions in my mind. Um, Dusty, is, is Dacky on? Mr. Moeller. Okay. Ready? Uh, yeah, you're gonna, so Jerry, you're gonna unmute, uh, unmute everyone. I ask everyone other than Mr. Moore to, uh, mute your phone, please. I'm here now. Oh, I'm here man. Now. Elvis has entered the building. Yeah. Well, Mr. Moore, I appreciate you, uh, like what, uh, uh, Dr. Jerry has already said this evening. I really appreciate, uh, uh, you and Jim taking the time this evening to, uh, Come out here and talk to us. And I tell you what, uh, Jim's already given us a, a, a book of questions that we, we'd love to be able to ask. And uh, I hope you guys don't mind, but we're probably going to quote you guys from this talk this evening. But, uh, well, Mr. Moore, do you want to just kind of give us a, a, a little bit of a synopsis of uh, kind of how you guys are seeing the cattle industry there and, and how you're uh, – uh, any, anything that you, you'd like to talk to us about on uh, some of these fellows added value on their, their cattle? Well, you, you know, we've been, we've been doing these value-added sales since 97. We continue to do them on a yearly basis, you know. I think that, you know, it's been very, very helpful to our producers in our area, not only just in the value-added programs and getting all the information to the 
the next guy in line being the order buyer, the packer, whoever it is. It's just that the overall health of all the cattle in our in our trade area is way better than it was, you know, back in 97 when we started. I think it's been a big, big help to us just in marketing cattle throughout southwest Missouri and in our trade area because, you know, the overall health better. It's been very important, and we continue to strive to, to help those people do the things that they need to do to add some value. You know, what I've always said about all those programs that we've had out there is, you know, the, if you've got a business, you need to know the tools that's out there available to you to add some value to them. Now, if you want to use the tools or you don't want to use the tools, that's, that's okay. But from, from a perspective of being a livestock marketer, I think it's very important that we get that the people that produce these calves have got to know about the tools that's out there to add value to their cattle. You know, being the commission man, if they want to use them, that's okay. And if they don't, that's okay. But I think it's invaluable to know that what the tools are. All right. Well, Jackson, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, they, they say that uh, a righteous man knows the state of his flock. And, and I think that whether they love the new programs or they don't love the new programs or they don't, they, they still need to know about them. So, no, I, I, I appreciate that insight. Dr. Jerry, you want to get started with a couple questions? Yeah, jump into some questions. Um, Jackie, can you hear now? Can you comment? Okay, I'll unmute again. Okay, well, I'm going to start with Jim first. Um, Jim, what are you? You mentioned some of the different programs, CPH 45, and I think there's a what, there's a back 60, and there's one that's 30. Can you kind of just discuss them briefly, and when do you think is the best time, or maybe you have a total preference on one to use all the time to use? Well, I, you know, in, in my opinion, the 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 forty five plus day weaned calf is is always in demand. Um, but but specifically, when you get into the calf runs in our part of the country, you know, we'll have a spring born calf run in October, November, and then a fall born calf run that generally hits somewhere in the April May uh, time frame. And and when, when you're seeing lots of those new crop calves hit the market. There's unquestionably, you know, the, the premium really shows up for those calves that that have that story behind them. Uh, you know, as you get into those gap parts of the year when um, when you're you're selling pretty much all preconditioned cattle that have been held over, uh, it may not be quite as obvious because you don't have those new crop calves mixed in there with them to show that differential. But you know, in my opinion, there's always a, a demand for those those legitimately weaned and program-type cattle. Um, as I said before, to us, a legitimately weaned calf has been weaned 45 days at least, and we and we prefer 60. Uh, that's just what our buyers tell us and where they have their best luck uh, dealing with their customers. Probably the biggest struggle that we go through, and we still struggle with this today, is getting people comfortable with using the, the new generation of, of uh, modified live virus vaccines. Um, you know, some, there, there were some, a lot of our customers still remember the old days, you know, when kids went through the sweats with modified live vaccines. And uh, we, we've had a hard time getting some of those people comfortable with going, getting back on the program now that those vaccines are so much better. But, uh, made a lot of progress the last couple of years, and people are beginning to see the difference, and 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 that's what those buyers want to hear, and and that's how we try to encourage people. Is you know you have your story needs to be what the other guy wants to hear. Well, I I think uh, like I you know I'm right in your backyard too, and deal with all people there. The 45 days, you know, one of the things that's the best you the end up by trying to get part of that out of them, and it, in addition to give them time to respond to the vaccine and stuff, but. You know, with our area of high fescue, um, we have a lot of it. That's one of the definite advantages of weaning longer. And yeah. I feel that. Jackie, you? What are some of the what different? What are some of the different programs that you guys are using, and when do you think um, it's the best time to use them? Or do you kind of have one you prefer before time, like we're talking about, or what do you think? Well, there's no doubt about it in the fall year when all those kids are coming, and when you got a lot of competition from a lot of people in the West and doing those jobs, 
no limitations for using the vaccination programs and all the protocols that are out there. They were, what do they say? You know, I, I, I get a lot of background noises. Yeah, if, uh, who's yeah. in the back? Can you please put your phone? Please. We can hear your whole conversation. Thank you. There, there we're going to go. Go. We got a lot. Can you hear me now? Yep, I hear you great. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got to be loud and clear. Well, certain times of the year, you know, it's way more important. These, all those preconditioned programs are way more important, especially in the fall year. That's when we see all of our health issues. And that's when we got a lot of competition for all, from all of every state in the United States of America. There's cans for sale. So, you know, they're going to go where they can buy some kids. they got known health programs and known, known uh, vaccination programs and wean programs. And then by those channels, they got assurance that they're going to stay alive. So, you know, that used to be a big, big problem here because, you know, our competition comes from the West, mostly in the fall of the year, because that's where the bulk of the spring kids are. You know, when you get back here to our part of the country now, we're probably 50, 60 percent of the kids in this country are fall-born kids, born August, September, October. And like Jim says, we market those kids in the spring, you know, April, May, June. And, you know, uh, and then they're way easier to sell than those spring-born kids in the fall because, you know, there's not near as many of them around. So, you know, the biggest benefit to anybody is to uh, get them on the back program in the fall of the year. Because it, it makes a tremendous difference in what they bring in the fall. It, it, you know, it can be as high as twenty dollars a hundred, which is a hundred dollars a head on the five-way scooter. So, you know, it's very important to do it then. But, you know, it's an ongoing struggle. You know, people have different preferences. They want to do different things, and, and you know, you got everybody in this, out here in the scout business, and you know, that's what I've always loved about this business. You see people doing things every kind of different way that you can imagine, and you know, we want to help them to. To, to do the things that will add back to what they can if they want to, but, you know, it, it, it's always going to be a struggle. It just is because there's so many producers and with 20, 30, 40 cows that's not got the capabilities of doing anything. And, and you know, uh, I love them people just like I do all the rest of them, but I'm going to market for cattle. But, you know, those lean back kids in the fall year, there's no telling how much they're really worse than the others. Well, Jackie, you, you bring up a really good point, and, uh, you know, and <clears throat> I, I appreciate it, uh, you, <laughs> and your idea on this one. You know, as a veterinarian in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, the average beef herd is 50 head, and we, you know, as a veterinarian, and most of my clients are around that 50 head time frame, and it's, it's, a, it's a really, really, really big hobby uh, for, for these guys. Uh, but it, it takes up an awful lot of time on, on these folks. They're, they're cow calf guys and they're sitting there. Um, and whenever I go to talk to them, you know, all they want to talk about is feed price and things like that, and vaccine costs, and especially, oh, me being a vet, especially vet costs. Oh, doc, we gotta, we gotta get them antibiotics, and we gotta have this, and I need a VFD because I'm doing this, and oh, you you're, you know, these vaccines, and, and we try to talk to them. I just, uh, you know, we, we talked to him about value added and, and stuff. And yes, it's a pain in the tail, but uh, we'll start with you first, Jeff. Um, you know, why would you, why do you recommend folks to precondition? And it, would there be a time that you would tell fellas that, no, it's not worth it? Well, you know, I, you know, you know, in the, in the when you're in the marketing business, you know, it's all about, you know, hitting the right markets. And, you know, there's holes in this market. At every stage of the game, you know, and if you, you know, I think it's about as important as when you market these cattle as what you do to them before they're marketed. Actually, you know, if you can camp those cows outside of the time frame that everybody else is camping them in and get them into a market where there's not so many numbers of the same type cattle, you know, the worst trouble with those spring born calves is, you know, we, we want to camp them all in February, March. We want to sell them all in October, November if we don't wean them. Well, you know, and then if we do wean them, that, you know, we sell them right there in December, January, or February. Well, you know, those spring kids compete against each other their whole life. We sell them in the fall weighing five, or we sell them in the spring weighing seven or eight. Well, we've got a glut of cattle that always comes sometime June, July, August, right in the worst time of the year to sell a fat animal. So, you know, I think as far as value-added programs and a lot of things we talked about are great, 
But you know, if you can slide your cattle into a time of year that nobody else is, there's a lot of cattle around, it's going to make you a lot of money just from a marketing standpoint. And a lot of that just comes from talking to your your, your auction operator or the people you're doing business with. And, and, and you know, if you can cattle those cows in August, I've got a lot of customers here that cattle their cows in August now. You know, those cows are pretty dang good sized by, by April or May, and you can slide them in there and sell them to the grass guy. You know, if you can care of those cows at first of January, and you can and you can sell them weighing six fifty or something like that in uh, in August, September, or you can wean them or make them weigh eight and a half by Thanksgiving. You know, those are all target markets. What we do is we we have a tendency to do everything alike, and when we do that, we get ourselves into a, a, a place in the market that we really don't want to be in. But we continually do it year after year after year. So, you know. From a marketing standpoint, as far as the value-added programs go, they're wonderful and they're, they're a great tool. But there's other ways and aspects to add value to those cattle just for watching the time of year and, and the time of your calving season comes and when you market those cattle, too. All right, well, Jackie, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you for uh, – so, you know, it, it's more than just preconditioning. It's, it's preconditioning and – Watching that, you know, the old adage, the blind demand, yeah, trying to get when the demand's up. Right. Well, Mr. Right. Akers, you want to sell your cattle when you got great time demand? I had to do something with it. All right. Well, Jim, do you, uh, would you like to kind of give us your take on that about why, why would you recommend folks to, 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 indulge, to delve into this 45 days of, of hauling feed bags and praying to God your fences hold and... And, and why not, as opposed to not, and then would there be a time that you would tell folks that, no, don't do it? Well, you, you know, in our part of the world, and, we, and, and again, you know, we, we deal with a lot of small producers. Um, you, you know, there is a, a, a unique period in our market here in central Kentucky that is changing. It, 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 historically, it's been a really big deal, but it's kind of changing over time, and it's not as big a deal now as it once was. Uh, there was a time where when you got to the middle of February, into March, and especially early part of April, uh, when these big grass turnout guys here in our part of the country were buying just hordes and hordes and hordes of cattle to go home with, you know, the, the, there wasn't as, as noticeable a premium for the weaned, preconditioned, castrated uh, calf. Um, that, that's changed quite a bit here in the last, 10, 15 years. Those guys have gotten a lot more discriminating. Uh, you know, they realize that if they can take their death loss from 3% to 1.5%, uh, you know, it, it's real money. Um, so, I, you know, I, again, I, I just think there's always a premium in the market for, for those, those preconditioned cattle. Uh, even when you get past the, the point that it's the right thing to do for our industry, it's the right thing to do for the cattle, um, you know, it, it improves the quality of those cattle all the way through the system. Um, it, you know, it puts money in the producer's pocket any day of the week. Hmm. Well, speaking of money, speaking of money in the pocket, Jim, what do you? I mean, I'm going to start with you, and then I'll jump back to Jackie. But what, what are you thinking about? And I know you mentioned some figures, but return on investment. I mean, that's something we hear a lot, and you know, as things get tighter, people start thinking of to cut out. And I know one thing when I'm talking to people about preconditioning is, you know, you look at the cost of vaccine and now you look at the cost of what they would bring more, but also the added weight you're putting on them, even though it's a little bit of price slide, you'll still pretty, you know, you'll make money that way because they're going to gain yep. some weight on. But what are you thinking, what do you think would be uh, expected return on investment typically? Well, we've, we've tracked our CPH program here in Kentucky for, gosh, I guess going on 30 years now. And, and um, you, you know, here's the way I look at it. Uh, we, the, the state of Kentucky, our marketing service, puts out an annual report, and they say that the premium on those CPH 45 calves is about $9 a hundred. But they, they compare that against the state average for each class of cattle. What that doesn't take into account is what that cash would have brought if he sold one or two at a time in the regular sale day. Uh, in my opinion, the premium for those vaccinated, weaned, uh, verified cattle 
is probably closer to fifteen to twenty dollars a hundred. And just like Jackie said, you know, five weight steer, that's that's a hundred bucks. If you did everything that every pharmaceutical rep, uh, dewormer salesperson, mineral salesperson at, told you you ought to do to that calf, you've got less than twenty dollars a head extra cost in it. Um, and and you know that's not even including the added weight gain that usually is a very efficient weight gain post weaning on those calves. So you know I, I think the return on that in investment is is five to one. And, you know, um, Jim, I would agree with you. I'm involved with a feeder auction here, a local farm-owned cooperative, and I tracked, I went through and tracked like the last four years, and I compared pins that were preconditioned direct and a similar pin that wasn't, and it was definitely, most times, at least $100 or more sometimes. Never, very rarely did another pin outperform. It may have just been a function of someone wanted a very small pin size for grass calves. They want five grass calves, so three or four people bit them up. But I would exactly. totally that with you, and the data supports that. Um, Jackie, what do you think? Try it again. Jackie, what do you think? Well, I think definitely at certain times of year it's a hundred dollars a head. You know, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Especially in the fall of the year, that's where the that's where all the money to be made. You know, if you got spring born kids, you know, it almost always pays you to wean, especially if you're gonna market them in October and November and you just got it those wean kids and you know, you get orders after orders after orders, people wanna buy a wean uh verified calf that he's been weaned forty five days, two rounds of shots and that and you know, you, they're very, very sellable. Those unweaned Little kids and heifer kids with no shots, to, and especially in the fall year, it's a real problem to sell those cattle because it, you know they go, they've got to compete to get a lot of cattle, whether it's in Kentucky or Montana or Wyoming or or wherever, that's on some type of program and some kind of a health program. And when you put those kids with no health program up against those others, you're almost unmerciful at times in the fall of the year. And if you ever bought very many of them, which, you know, we back around lots and lots of cattle, if you ever bought any of them, well, you know, you will understand why that is. You, like, you get to certain times of the year, like in the spring, after you get to January, and you get a lot of weather on those cattle, and, they're, and uh, you get to see a lot of cattle around that's got a lot of compensatory gain built into them that's been wintered on some hay, and, and they got some uh, age to them and some conditions, and they're kind of thin. Sometimes if you've got a preconditioned calf that's been weaned 45 days and you've had him on the feet and he's got the flesh on it, it's going to be hard to see the extra return. But I promise you that in the fall of the year when all them calves are coming all over the United States, it's $100 a head at least. No, and I, and you know, something else, you guys, we talked a little about return on investment and, you know, we kind of look at things that top producers, the top, you know, producers in the U.S. do, and they don't cut corners on, and most of them strive for reproduction, but also health, and one of them is vaccines and, and health, um, and genetics, and marketing is the other one. The marketing is the one. So when we talk about return on investment, I, you know, one thing as a veterinarian, I know Dr. Dusty would agree with me on this, we talked a little bit about, you know, vaccines and what, you know, using your vaccines, but what other things you can do to make those vaccines um, give them a boost or efficacious. And one of the things is mineral status is, and I know especially in my part of the U.S., well, probably everywhere, really, but I've seen it firsthand multiple times um, where we, our calves trace mineral status isn't very good. They're not eating very much. They're not doing very well. So an injection of an injectable trace mineral at the time of vaccination really will give them a good boost and give them a good um, boost to their vaccine response. And that's been proven time and time again. So we don't want to, you know, we start thinking about cutting things, and that's definitely not some of the things we want to cut is, you know, health products and what will make us money time and time again. Dusty, do you want to kind of open it up to some audience questions? Well, before before I open it up to an audience question, I just get, this is a question that I get asked as a veterinarian, and I, yeah, you know, I am a, I may, and I might be wrong, and who better to ask about this? And first of all, you know, thank you guys both, both Jim, Jackie, y'all, y'all did an amazing job, uh, and you guys, uh, I appreciate the you guys bringing the truth to us this evening. 
and, and stating facts. And you know, who who better to ask about how better to market our cattle than the the people who are who are auctioning these things off and who are selling these things for us? Um, but one one thing I, I did want to ask you guys is, uh, and I think Jim, you had talked about it at the beginning. Um, and I have a lot of producers asking me this, and I'm a huge fan of implants. Uh, are you, are you, Jim, I'm going to ask you because you, you're the first one who mentioned this. Are you guys, uh, you guys fans of marketing implanted cattle or not? Uh, well, this, this is Jim. Uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Jackie was on the, you know, if they choose to do the program, that's great. If they're not, that's okay too. I want to sell their cattle. Uh, you, you know, we have a lot of demand for, for, "Quote unquote natural cattle that haven't been implanted. Uh, there definitely is a is a growing marketplace and recognition for those cattle. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, you, you know, I think if each individual producer needs to sit down and put a pencil to what they're giving up uh, if they choose to go non-implant. Uh, most of our premium producers in our part of the country uh, definitely do not implant their heifers." Um, we're probably 50-50 on those that, that implant or don't implant their steers at this point. Um, as we've gotten deeper into some of these heavier verification programs, we're seeing more of our larger, uh, more tuned-in producers go without implants uh, just because they, they've got the genetics to get the growth, and uh, uh, they want access to those, those all of those premium markets. Um, I, I myself uh, have, have just, just this past year gone without implants on, on a 400 head cash crop of ours, uh, just because that I, you know, I, I know I've got the growth genetics in those cattle. They're going to perform, and uh, I, I want to leave all the bait I can on the table for that next guy. And hmm. thank you, Jim. Jackie, do you have any uh, any thoughts on yeah. the implant art? Like a bird, you know? uh, but it could fly through it. Jack, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right, you, you got on the implant? Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. you're going to Well, you know, we got people out there that sell their cattle. You know, they want to, they want to sell them in an all-natural program or into, you know, I think it's yeah. better. That's the decision they need to make. You know, I think if you implant those kids in the middle, and, and by the time you get them to, to get them weaned and get them in the 45 and get them re-implanted, I think there's a, you know, there's an extra 25 or 30 pounds there. So, you know, you've got to kind of weigh, you got to use your own, it's your money, so you got to figure out on your own what you want to do. Just, you know, 30 pounds is about 50, 45 dollars a head, so, you know, we, if you got a 600-pound steer and he's all natural, and you just got to do the math. You know, that's kind of up to the individual what he wants to do there. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm an implanter because, you know, a lot of these programs, these all-natural programs, a lot of those other programs that are out there are so hit and miss that sometimes it's hard for me to get them into those programs, and I hate to tell anybody that, you know, I can when it don't actually happen. So, you know, that's got to be on an individual basis. You put the pencil to it and see how it works in your operation and what, how you want to do it. Uh, you know, I don't think that that's the decision that I can make it for anybody. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Jack. All right, well, I think at this point in time, we are going to uh, open up uh, phone lines for, for questions. I ask you guys, you feel free to take your phone off of mute and uh, ask the questions. Uh, when you ask a question, I just ask you to uh, give your name and what part of the country that you're in. I feel like an interesting with all the jabbering there in the background, I can hear. <laughs> yes, my name is Don Goodman. I'm from Texas. I had a question. I'm a producer. Uh, Jim, in your open statement about uh, your verification process, is that an in-house? Is it a third-party uh, verification process? Could you go over that again, please? Okay. Okay. Uh, Depending on which program the, our producers are in, uh, our basic, that CPH 45 program that I 
I uh, mentioned, it, which is kind of our old go-to program. Uh, in, in that program, those sales are all sold on a, on, a, on a given day. So we have specific dates throughout the year that we sell those cattle. When those producers bring those cattle in, they're uniquely identified with a, with a, a program tag, uh, just a visual panel tag. Um, that producer brings in a form that, uh, that reports all of their vaccines, dewormers, uh, whether or not they've been implanted, uh, when they were weaned, uh, the, uh, the producer signs off on all that. They also provide, uh, the receipts for their vaccines when they present that form. Lot numbers on the vaccines are put on the form, uh, all of those kinds of things. And then it's kind of unique to this program. It is a state program here in Kentucky. The county agent actually signs that form and verifies that they have, uh, Verified that those cattle were weaned, eaten from a bunk, and drinking from a, a artificial water source. Um, we do not require a veterinarian certificate, uh, but we do require that those producers bring in the, the receipts for the vaccines. Uh, on our rent verified program that we do on a regular sale, uh, our field representative is actually signing that form along with the producer. Uh, a lot of those field reps are actually there helping those uh, farmers work those cattle, um, and and it, it bears a lot of weight that they're representing those cattle in the sale and and uh, backing up uh, that program. Now, when you get on beyond that, and you get into the natural um, NHTC GAP, all those those are third party verified programs. All right, well, Jim, thank you so much. Huh. I appreciate it. You answered that perfectly. Thank you. Well, I was uh, I was wondering about uh, one one question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you know, there's some there's a difference in between inoculating an animal and vaccinating an animal. And you know, we we talked about return on investment. And, you know, vaccinate an animal is running through and, and sick. You know, if, if they get in the chute, they get stuck. Uh, you know, whenever we the, – and the efficacy of that vaccine, as Dr. Jerry had talked about, can be due to nutrition. Uh, this was one of the uh, one of the research projects that multi men was actually involved in was they were actually able, able to make 30% more calves respond Two vaccines in a uh, uh, 28 days post vaccination, just by including multi-men in, in the vaccine program. And if, if we could ensure for you know for for two dollars, do you think it's worth the two dollars to spend for for some of these people possibly to ensure that 30 percent more of these kids are responding to the vaccine? Possibly, if you could make sure 30, instead of having 53 kids out of 100 respond to vaccines, you think it's worth spending $2 ahead to make sure 80% respond to vaccines? Possibly? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention about our, our even our basic uh, value-added programs is we actually have a minimum mineral level. Uh, that the, tra that the, the mineral pack those cattle are on have, have to receive. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in the fact that a good mineral program, uh, drives the health of the cow herd, drives the reproduction of the cow herd, and drives the health of those calves. Um, and, and, and that follows right along with what you guys are doing with multi-men, uh, by boosting that right, right when it's needed. Um, there's no question in my mind whether you're talking about fighting pink eye or, Getting vaccine efficacy, uh, trace mineral supplementation is the key to all that. Thank you, Jim. Are there any other questions? All right. Well, I guess I'm um, done. Did mention, um, you know, you mentioned Multiman that um, the website is um, multimanusa.com, and if I have any questions about that particular 
product, you can um, look on there, you can find out who the rep is for your area, and you can contact the rep and talk to them. Um, I, again, want to thank um, Jim Akers and Jeff for agreeing to talk to you. You guys are a wealth of information. We could sit here and talk to you guys hours and learn all kinds of things you need to know. I really think that you've given us a good um, overview of good information about what people need to know about listening. Our next um, our next talk the next Thursday night, so just back to Thursday night, is social media. We're going to have Dr. Marsha from Ohio, A. Hill from Texas on the home entrance again. And uh, it would be really interesting. interesting. If you follow either one of them on Instagram or Facebook, it's pretty interesting. So that will be on Thanksgiving Thursday. Dustin, do you have anything else to add? No, sir. Jackie, Jim, I, I appreciate y'all. I really appreciate you guys. Like what Dr. Jerry said, uh, you guys are such a wealth of information. I'm probably going to go back and listen to this podcast two or three times when I'm mowing or, or something. It's uh, uh, you, you guys did a great job this evening. Thank you so much for, for your time. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate y'all. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be a part. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you very much.